2: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Allball, and I am bringing you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But before I get into that, my friends, I am going to go ahead and launch into angry old man mode. We are coming out of the gate hot, guys. I have some strong, strong feelings that I would like to share with you about our friends over at NBC Saturday Night Live. Now understand, I have a lot of respect for Saturday Night Live. I love it very much. I've spent, uh, you know, my entire life as a young comedy fan aspiring to be a member of SNL, uh, either as a cast member or a writer. It's been a long-time dream of mine, but seeing the state that the show is in nowadays, I can't say that I feel like I'm missing out anymore. And I know that seems like a raw diss, and it's only going to get worse from there. I find myself aggressively disappointed with Saturday Night Live on several levels. Um, Obviously, you know, the talk of the town in the last week has been the sketch that they did with Matt Damon as Brett Kavanaugh. And understand, I love it when Matt Damon does generally anything. You know, if he's a good-natured janitor, you know, who's good at math, I like that. If he's a secret agent who's got a bunch of microchips in him, I enjoy that. When he's a puppet, I enjoy that. You know, I love when Matt Damon does things. But one of the issues that I have with Saturday Night Live is relying on the stunt casting all of the time when it comes to their political bits. You know, bringing in Alec Baldwin to play Trump, bringing in Matt Damon to play Brett Kavanaugh. First of all, I don't like stunt casting because... The signal that it sends is what we had written wasn't good enough, so we need to trot out a personality that everyone recognizes to give some punch to the laughs. And I'm sorry if that makes me sound smug and elitist, but I am, and that's just how I feel about it. And then there's just the nature of the political satire. A lot of the material that they crib for their political sketches are not even jokes, it's just quotations and references to news items that have already happened in the past week. You know, you're just quoting what senators have said, what pundits have said, and not only that, but the jokes that you're making, you know, you've got the Kavanaugh yelling and the beer thing and, you know, all of that. It's admittedly funny, but Twitter has already jumped on those jokes, you know, in the last 24 hours. And especially in this culture where we digest everything so fast, you know, when you're making the same jokes that were made two days previous it's hack. It's it's not, it's not not funny, for lack of a better word. And again, I'm sorry if I sound like an angry old man about this, but in my heart, that's who I am. It just seems to me to be a great squandering when, you know, it's Saturday Night Live, you've got the gathering of, you know, the best comedians that you can find in New York, the best writers that you can find in New York, and the fact that we're essentially getting diet daily show material and just regurgitating the events but told to us through a celebrity or a former cast member, it doesn't have the punch that we need in this time. They only skim the surface of what's funny in so many situations. You know, with the Brett Kavanaugh thing, there was very little angle taken on Christine Blasey Ford. There was very little uh, satire on the fact that, you know, you have a whole bunch of old white men talking about a very female-centric issue, you know, just some very blatant things that were kind of skewed over in favor of, you know, an overwrought Matt Damon impression. It's just a superficial level of funny that is really irresponsible in this time, uh, because it just doesn't cut to the root of what's really upsetting about all of these situations, when you're just dragging out Alec Baldwin and putting a dumb wig on him and making his skin orange and making him a clown for everybody to laugh at, we're ignoring the fact that it's a very serious situation where we are actually being run by this orange-faced buffoon who says terrible, stupid, sexist things. But the joke to them isn't based in that situation. It's just, look at the dumb thing that Trump said. Tee-hee-ha-ha. Isn't it funny how dumb he is? Except he's running the country. That's fucking terrifying. Why are we making jokes? Why are we not cutting deeper? You are Saturday Night Live. You have a cultural responsibility. You were edgy once upon a time. Please embrace that. For the love of God, say the stuff that people are afraid to say. It seems so often that the stuff that I hear, the jokes that I hear on Saturday Night Live, it's the mainstream left-wing opinion. And yes, obviously, as a fellow left-winger, I love it when we pimp out my opinions that I share, but it's so aggressively pandering. It's so aggressively partisan. Uh, You know, just, for example, having a Ruth Bader Ginsburg character on The Last Daily Show and having her make an obvious reference to breaking the glass ceiling. Not a joke, but a deliberate, you know, pandering line so we can get an applause break from the audience and we can all pat ourselves on the back for being how woke we are. Obviously, you're an ally. We get it. You're against Trump. You're against conservatives. But it's more than just giving superficial shout outs to female celebrities, to female politicians, and to just poking fun at the dumb shit that Trump says. You have a cultural responsibility to do something way more insightful than that. And I feel like you can do better than just trotting out Matt fucking Damon and have him scream for 14 goddamn minutes. You tell me you can't do better than that? You've got the best and brightest minds sitting in a writing room. God knows enough drugs have got to be going around. You've got to be coming up with funnier shit than this. Step it up. Anyway, we are turning our attention to the fact that this is the first official week of Spooky Time, known commonly as October, but I call it Spooky Time, and we are going to celebrate with a creepy-crawly song by the Horrors. We might know them as the crazy psychedelic space arena rock band from the UK. But did you know that before they were psychedelic U2 throwbacks, they were once creepy crawly goths that were totally campy and weird? This is their song, She Is The New Thing.
0: Noco FM is a 24 7 internet radio station. A little different, isn't it? Always streaming at www.noco.fm. We play all types of music from all over the world rock, hip hop, indie, electronic. Everything has a place at Noco FM. Well, except for bluegrass, there are other places that you can hear that. Thank you for listening to Noco FM.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the spooky time edition of Corbin vs. The World. I am Corbin David Albaugh, your hero. We just got done listening to She Is the New Thing by the Horrors off their debut album, Strange House, from about a decade back, followed up by The Kate Escape by Thin Lips, off their album This Year, Chosen Family. And rounding us out was Tell Me What's Inside Your Heart by the Ty Siegel band off their album Slaughterhouse. Uh, Ty Siegel, I believe, is on his eighth album release of the year the man is insanely prolific he has like 80 albums out he releases like 10 albums a year they're all super quality he has i think actually two out this year and a new one with white fence uh that came out just a week ago or a week or two ago uh that is quite good but ty siegel very good if you're into that whole garage thrashy sound uh definitely a great listen so um Speaking of Saturday Night Live, I just want to spend a few minutes uh, exercising a demon, uh, specifically Kanye West. He did perform on Saturday Night Live, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. I have finally hit my wall, ladies and gentlemen. I have been uh, a diehard Kanye West fan um, since 2003, 2004, uh, when I was but a wee young child and first heard the college dropout i um, been a solid Kanye fan, but guys, I can't do this anymore. I'm ankling. I can't. I can't. I've hit my wall. Uh, you know, between the, uh, the Trump uh, endorsements and the uh, right-wing trolling and uh, most egregiously promising an album uh, that would drop last weekend and uh, not delivering, which is a game that Kanye has been playing for several years now. And this is finally the time where I say enough is enough. And uh, in honor of Kanye, it's one thing for me to say it, but in the spirit of Kanye, I will do it in the form of an overwrought breakup letter set to the tunes of Frank Ocean. I'll hold for uh, the music to start. (sighs) Dear Kanye, This is one of the hardest letters I've ever had to write. One I hoped I wouldn't have to write. But this is where we find ourselves in 2018. This year that makes beasts of us all. It was 15 years ago today that you came into my life. I was barely a teenager when I first heard All Falls Down. When I first heard Jesus Walks. I grew up with you, Kanye. Through all the eras of music and all the eras of Corbin, you've been there. Through my dance punk phase, through my scene phase, through my emo phase, through my death grips phase, through my second emo phase, you've been there holding it down. When I needed someone to lift me up, you gave me Never Let Me Down, featuring Jay-Z. When I needed someone to cry with, you gave me essentially all of 808 and Heartbreak. You're important to me. You're in my artistic DNA. But I have to put these feelings aside and do what's right. It's hard to love you, Kanye. It's hard to root for you, and it's impossible to be on your side anymore. When you said George Bush didn't care about black people and ruined Mike Myers' day on worldwide television, that was cool. Because George W. Bush was whack, we could all agree on that. When you interrupted Taylor Swift that one time, that was less cool. But I let it slide, because Taylor Swift is also whack. But now, you're parading around in MAGA hats on Instagram, and repping for Trump, and that shit is weak as fuck, man. It's not cool. It's not cool or artistic or edgy to devil's advocate for Donald Trump or Alex Jones or anyone else who is openly trying to make the world a shittier place. And even if this is performance art, it's bad fucking art. It's not even Andy Kaufman. It used to be that you'd back up the bullshit with music so good that we forgot and forgave, but no more. Sure, your mini-albums were dope. Shouts out to Daytona. But that's not enough to make me forget that poop-dee-scoop bullshit. Or the People vs. Kanye. It's been shit, man. You're taking your fans for granted, and your art is getting worse. And I can't do this anymore. I'm done with your shit, Kanye. I'm done with the Wyoming tapes, I'm done with Kids See Ghosts, I'm done with any of your new shit, I'm done with all your old shit, until you get your head screwed back on, you apologize for this bad joke you've been playing on your fans and the world, and for appearing on television with Lil Pump, dressed as a Perrier bottle. I am praying for you, with all the love and regret, Corbin David Albaugh. Here's it. Yeah, you know, the algorithm
3: weren't relying on chance Went to the blue the chamber like a charlatan walking,
1: walking.
3: His name was Casparov, one of all the girls loved
1: walking,
3: walking. And in the S-s-s-s-s-s-s-sah, he was a god
1: He was a
3: 64-bit lightning war He was the data caution fucking of a Commodore among a Monger horde of a checkerboard, it was chopped and all with an intercore yeah. and I think for the extinction of the dinosaurs think, oh, a 30 RS, six thousand oh. Hz, speed, spin yeah. on 20 2 sc Three LSI running, I ex chunk bars, versus bars in the valley of death. A sky with AWOL, A world, a shore that I see A summer down the heat shining like you can't see. I used to worry, wonder that I've feeling he says I'm worried that that is not true. Cast stuck his prowess on his claim to life,
1: in the and he
3: wasn't about to lose it to a traffic
1: light.
3: But machines don't cry, they don't concede. I like the shotgun with the clog, and you're about to eat.
1: In the RS6000 SP
3: thin won't to SC. The LSI. Yours versus supposed in the valley of death A smile without hate will, a show without AC A song without heat, shining like you can't see If silicone is prone to make your dreams come true You could probably say the same thing about madness too
0: Voices. Unique sound.
1: And now to something completely different.
0: This is Noco FM.
2: Greetings! It is I, Mitch McConnell, the Goblin King. Welcome back to another edition of Corbin versus the World. Oh no, what's that? A tiny child to take candy from. Mm, off I go. Uh Yeah, so anyway, welcome back to Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Alba, bringing you the best tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We just got done hearing the band Tropical Fuckstorm. Yes, that is actually their name, supergroup out of Australia, Tropical Fuckstorm, with their song, The Future of History, off of their album, wait for it, their album called A Laughing Death in Meat Space, which is the best one, two, three punch you're going to get by way of musical nomenclature. We also heard Arena by the band Sons or soons, or soons, I'm not sure, it's sons with two u's, and they're very ambiguous about how to pronounce it, so I'm just kind of winging it here. But that was their song, Arena, off of their album, Zero's QC. Uh, And then we also heard Gorilla Toss with their song, Eraser, Stargazer, Forever. And uh, I was fortunate enough to see Gorilla Toss this past week. They played over at the High Dive in Denver, Uh, They put on a fantastic set. Also, um, there was a very fantastic opener called uh, Black Belt Eagle Scout from Portland. Uh, Female singer, songwriter. Uh, Great stuff there. Very worth checking out. We'll be playing her in the future. Uh, But they played a great set. But um, once again, have to give a quick shout out to the boring ass people that go see shows in Denver. Thank you once again for not dancing or giving the impression that you are having any fun at shows. But I assure you, you all looked very cool as you sat and not danced. So thank you all once again for being sticks in the mud. You are all boring, boring people, and I hate drinking around you. But anyway, we're going to skip right over that vitriol, because I've aired enough of that today, and we are going to get right back into the tunes. So I'm about to play you a track by uh, the electronic artist Clark off of his self-titled album called Clark. This is his song winter limb.
0: something you might not know noco fm is also a podcast network producing one-of-a-kind programming like the show you're enjoying right now we have talk shows original comedy music shows curated by real people and a lot more so if you like what you're hearing make noco fm a part of your day and tell your friends remember that's www.noco.fm
2: Welcome back to Corbin vs. the World. Ladies and gentlemen, I am still Corbin David Albaugh, your hero. We just got done hearing Winter Lynn by the artist Clark off of his debut album, Clark, followed up by the Summer Strip by the band Pleasures, all capital letters, Pleasure, off of their great album title, Fucked Up Dreams Come True. Quick shouts out to Pleasures. They are on tour right now. They just played a show in Denver this past week. Uh, I've seen them a few times live. They're super grimy, super crazy, uh, gory psychedelia. The last time I saw them, they played a silent horror movie uh, while playing along, and they created the soundtrack for the movie. And the movie itself was very gory, very visceral. Uh, Very fun band to go see live, super groovy, shouts out pleasures. Uh, And then rounding us out was uh, the competitor to. Tropical Fuckstorm for Best Band Name of 2018. That was Ross from Friends with his song, Thank God I'm a Lizard. So uh, I am very nearly finished with my LaCroix, which means we are coming to a close here in this recording session, boys and girls. I've got a few more tracks to play for you, but thank you once again for accompanying me on this wonderful journey through Rage and Beautiful Tunes. Remember to catch us every Friday from six to seven. We've got replays on Sundays as well. You can also check any of our archived shows on my on our website on Noco FM, as well as any of the other fabulous shows offered by Noco FM. So I've got a few more songs yet to bring you guys. Uh, leading up is a group called the Lemon Twigs. They are a couple brothers out of L.A. and they have. a fantastic album out now it is called go to school and it is all about a monkey who goes to a school is bullied and then burns down the school it's as amazing as it sounds this is their song the lesson so thank you once again guys for tuning in and listening catch me again next week as always y'all have a great evening
4: Say the toxins in the air will take your life away. But don't believe a word from them, you'll be okay. For I will breathe with you. You can't afford to show your face and smile back. The spark of a new love can cause a heart. smile. Was it over or is
1: it just we all think that our answer isn't real? It's just a picture of a letter.
3: It never will Accidents mean no one's guilty Ignorance means someone's killed So I asked out uh, Mr. Mellow How to get to where one's going And he points to his survival And he points me down the road And I go, oh no let a little at Wondering if
4: I got a soul I'm Cutting down the hours till it goes
3: And if I told you I felt ageless Would you tell me I'm not old As I go on and on